Eagles Entertainment. You want Philly Philly? Yeah, let's do it. Philly special. Ready? Here we go, here we go. Welcome, Eagles everywhere, to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Happy holidays to everyone. Be safe and continue to practice social distancing as we move into this holiday weekend. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro, and we've got a wonderful podcast for you. You heard at the top a little Philly Philly. Yeah, we're going to revisit the Philly special a bit later in the podcast. But first, we're going to talk to Carson Wentz, Eagles quarterback, about poopy diapers. He's expecting, well, more accurately, his wife is expecting a baby girl well, pretty much any day now. So how is Carson Wentz, who prepares for everything? How's he doing? He's going to be a daddy. He's got a lot on his mind. So let's get right to it. Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz, one-on-one. I am so pleased to be joined by the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, Carson Wentz. Carson, how are you? What's going through your mind these days? How are you feeling? Uh, I'm doing well. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of kind of craziness going on in the world. Everyone wants to talk about football and um, you know, I wish I was there and, and you know, ready to, to participate in football here, here shortly, but um, there'll be a time and place for that right now. You know, my focus is on, on my family and my wife's due any day now. So um, outside of that, taking care of my family, working out and um, just trying to find ways to uh, invest in the community back there um, in the Philadelphia area. And so um, interesting times that we're living in, but uh, trying to make the most of it. Carson, we will talk about your pending fatherhood in just a moment, but I know that recently the uh, AL1 Foundation, through Thy Kingdom Crumb, uh, through Love from the Crumb, made an initial allocation of $100,000 to help those in need. Can you explain the decision to do that and uh, who benefits from this generous donation? Yeah, it, it's one of those things where, um, you know, anytime there's a crisis uh, like there is today, you know, within AO1 and at TKC, we, we want to find a way to, to just bless and give back. And, um, you know, we really thought out kind of what we wanted to do um, and really want to be a part of this for the for the long haul. You know, we have no idea when, you know, things will get back to normal. So we want to be able to invest in, in people for a long time. And so we're going to provide um, grocery kits. We're going to provide meals. Um, we've got lots of bulk food on order right now, and we'll have um, teams of, you know, two or three people that have been, you know, kind of quarantined and stayed safe to go in there and pack those and deliver those to people that are in need, you know, whether it's physically need the food or people that are out on the front lines, you know, working in the hospitals, police officers, firefighters, um, you name it. We had a huge list of different distribution locations that we're going to be able to go and, and physically bless these people and, you know, just tell them that we see them, we appreciate them. And, you know, it's a different time that we're living in. And, and right now we made that uh, initial allocation of 100000 And, you know, we believe that people are going to be on board with us. And, um, you know, we'll see where God wants to take that and, you know, how many lives we can touch with that. Carson, we are all going through this very horrible time, this global pandemic. I wonder, you know, how, what's been going through your mind these last several weeks and what you're doing to stay safe and how it's impacted you, and, and especially given the fact that, you know, you're in a very precarious situation as a family. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting time. Um, obviously, as everyone knows, the pandemic we're living in, I know for me and my wife, um, it was already an interesting time. You know, we're, we're coming down to the wire here of, of my wife's due date and, you know, a lot of kind of 
planning and organizing and making sure we're on top of things uh, for when this little girl arrives and, um, you know, now the, the pandemic hits. And so um, we're just trying to be extra cautious just with the unknown of, uh, of her being pregnant and what's coming. So uh, we're pretty fortunate to, uh, to have a place that we can kind of be secluded and, and stay away from people. And, you know, I'm able to still work out at home. Uh, which is, I'm very thankful for a home gym and I have some space outside to, to do, you know, a lot of my workouts and then just working at the house, you know, working at the farm, just staying, staying busy, staying active um, as best I can, but, you know, minimizing the amount of people that, that we're around and um, just trying to stay as safe as you can. And, you know, any day now, my wife's, my wife's going to pop and uh, life's going to change forever. Uh, soon Madison will give birth and you will become a daddy. How prepared are you for this moment? Uh, I guess as prepared as I can be. Um, I, I don't know if there's really a, a way to be prepared for, for those out there that have that have had kids. Um, I'm willing to take any and all advice right now, but uh, <laughs> we're, we're about to be thrown into it and, and we're excited. We're excited. We, we realize that life's going to change and whatever sort of normal that we've had as a, as a husband and wife is going to be completely different. Um, and, and we just can't wait to, to welcome her into the world and into our family and um, just see what God wants to do with her life. I guess my first piece of advice as the father of two is don't be afraid of poopy diapers. How ready are you for that first batch of them? And how, how much have you pra- Are you practicing diapers on the dogs or anything? I mean, how are you getting ready for this thing? <laughs> um, I'm, I think I'm ready. Uh, I've actually not ever changed a diaper. I've kind of been been stubborn and told my wife, I don't want to change a diaper until I have to, until it's my own child. Um, so I've seen it done. Uh, you know, I got, a, I got a niece, um, two nieces now actually. So I've seen, I've seen plenty of diapers change. So I'm my wife to teach me. Uh, Carson, do you read up on, on daddy things? Do you, are you just going to kind of just learn as you go? I mean, I remember back to when, I guess you, you're right. You can't prepare for the moment. You just have to be ready for anything when the child comes. Um, what kind of pre-planning do you do in terms of reading or listening to your parents' advice or anything like that? Yeah, I've, uh, I've read, you know, some books or chapters of books and some important things and uh, talked to a lot of people. Um, you know, obviously, as a man of faith, I want to raise, uh, raise our daughter uh, and, and, you know, just what that looks like and how to be a, a man of God and raise a little daughter uh, to love the Lord as well and just how we can how we can do those things well. So we've been able to talk to a lot of other families and a lot of uh, people that we respect that do have children and ask them lots of questions. And, um, you know, again, we're, we're as prepared as we can be and we're excited for the adventure to unfold. And uh, we, we recognize that, you know, little sleep might be ahead for both of us and, you know, different things might be coming, but uh, we're excited for it. Carson, have you prepared the dogs for the arrival of a daughter. I mean, they're now going to have a sister. I, I honestly visualize you sitting there and talking to your dogs and saying, guys, this is what's going to happen here. I do talk to my dogs quite a bit. Um, I'm not sure if they know what's going on. They've just noticed that uh, mom's belly's gotten a lot bigger. Um, so they, they're not really sure, but uh, I'm, I'm excited to see. I know they'll all kind of have their own person of the little girl. So I'm excited to see which one. Uh, really takes to her, and and I, I envision one of them kind of being her protector and that type of thing. So I'm excited to see those relationships for sure. Carson, do you have a name picked out for your daughter? Uh, we're down to two names, um, and we're not we're not sharing them. We got two names, and uh, hopefully we agree upon which one we choose once uh, once we see her. But uh, yeah, we're we're down to two, which was uh, a journey 
just to get to there. And, uh, you know, we feel a lot of responsibility in choosing the, the right name and getting it right uh, with the first one here. So um, it, it's been fun kind of whittling down that process, but uh, we're still not quite there. We got, we got uh, one more decision to make. Carson, I know you like to plan everything out. So when Madison does have that, when that day arrives, do you have an anticipation sense of how it's all going to go down? Not really. Um, honestly, I, I have no, you know, real expectations other than I want to do everything I can to help her, which is probably just going to be shut up and, and stay off to the side and um, do everything I can to um, calm her down and keep her relaxed. But um, I have no idea what to expect. And uh, quite frankly, my wife, you know, doesn't know fully what to expect either. So we just know that um, a miracle is about to take place and something miraculous is about to take place. And uh, we're excited to, uh, for that moment any day. Carson, we were all so looking forward to your third annual charity softball game, the audience of one charity softball game at Citizens Bank Park for many reasons, including I was kind of thinking that you were going to take part for the first time in the game. Was that, was that the plan that you were going to be part of the softball events? And if you were going to play Carson, I wanted to see what your thoughts were in the home run derby. We talked about this a while ago. You said you were a doubles and triples kind of hitter back in the day in baseball. Do you feel like you would have been a strong contender for the home run derby? I definitely like to think I, I would have been a strong contender in that derby. Um, unfortunately, the game had to be canceled, but uh, they'll be next year. And, you know, I, I do participate in, in the game or the home run derby or both. But, uh, yeah, it's been a long time coming for me to actually participate. And so I'm excited. And, you know, I know a lot of the guys are kind of bummed about that one, too. I think Jake has a, a sad face. So I know a lot of guys are kind of bummed about that. But in the circle, obviously, it's a no-brainer to cancel that, unfortunately. And I will be back out there, uh, you know, in about a year. Carson, with so much going on, you've been very positive in your approach. Is that the way you always are with things? And kind of serves as a very good lesson for everybody at this time to be positive and confident moving forward. Yeah, I always try to be. Uh, I mean, sometimes what's going on internally isn't always and there's a lot of stress and angst and anxiety going on inside that I always um, try and fight with. But right now, you know, I think just trusting them. And I know I say that a lot, but um, it's easy to trust them when things are good. But when, you know, kind of world's in chaos to, to actually sit back and say, all right, God, I trust you um, that you're at work through in and through this. Um, and, and you're going to get the glory through it. For me, is something that I can just rest my head on. No, I don't have to have all the answers. I don't have to have it all together, but uh, I serve a God that does. So I can trust in him. And um, yeah, that's really where I get positive and, and um, doing everything I can to just trust, uh, trust the bigger in your mind. Carson, any messages for Eagles fans out there who are being so responsible and who are practicing social distancing? I just, I just miss the fans. Um, you know, it's something that, um, this is the time of year I know for us uh, as players, the offseason is really starting to wind down. And usually we're coming back there and, and starting practicing, starting from different things. And, you know, obviously those things are kind of put on, on hold for now. Um, so I just I appreciate the fans, uh, even throughout this offseason, just knowing uh, how excited and how involved I know they are, regardless of, of the circumstances this world's in. They're always tuned in every, every little thing, uh, Eagles football. And so, obviously, we've got the draft coming up, which, which is going to look different as well. So, I'm excited to see the, the pieces that we add and, you know, get back there when we can, when it's safe to. But uh, I know I'm excited for, for next season. I'm sure a lot of the fans are as well. And, um, you know, God willing, it'll be safe and everyone will be back to work 
um, before we know it, and uh, we'll be back uh, up there in uh, in September. Carson, last one. I I know you don't watch a lot of television, but maybe during this time you have and found something very good. Any, any suggestions, books, or music, or anything on TV that you've watched that you can share with us? We've been watching the the show Suits quite a bit. Um, it's I think we're on like year 2014 right now because we're. Uh, there's about 12 seasons of that, but, uh, actually Nick Foles, uh, told me about suits a, a while ago. So we finally got around to, to checking it out. And, uh, that's a, that's a pretty good one. Other than that, uh, I just say, stay busy, stay active, stay outside quite a bit. And, um, but it is off season. So we are around and, and watch some TV and watch some movies uh, a little bit more. Carson Wentz, soon to be a daddy. Stay healthy. Thank you so much for joining us and best of luck to you and Madison. Uh, in the next couple of weeks here through the birth and uh, congratulations. We can't wait to see what your girl looks like and what her name is. So please share that with, with us whenever you can. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me. And now we go back to the most famous moment in the history of the Philadelphia Eagles. It was more than just an incredible play. Yeah, Philly, Philly, remarkable, right? But it was more than that. It was the daring of head coach Doug Peterson. It was the confidence he showed in his football team. And it was the way the Eagles players responded to that confidence that made it all possible for the Eagles to beat the New England Patriots in Super Bowl 52. The final score, 41-33, the first Super Bowl championship in the history of the Eagles back on February 4th, 2018. And within that, late in the first half, the Eagles facing a fourth down inside the Patriots' five-yard line. Well, conventional wisdom says you kick a field goal, you take the points, you go into the locker room. Not the Philadelphia Eagles. Quarterback Nick Foles going to the sidelines where he and Peterson had a conversation. You want Philly Philly? Yeah, let's do it. Well, we know what happened on the play, but let's listen to a version of it just to remember once again. Foles in the goal. Here we go, here we go. Clement now lines up behind Foles. Easy, easy. Kill, kill. Lane, lane. After the game, of course, everybody wanted to know, how in the world did you have the guts to call that play, and how did the play come into being? Let's go to the post-game reaction. First, head coach Doug Peterson. came from the Chicago Bears, 2016. Uh, Mike Groh had it, uh, not Mike Groh, but um, uh, Alshon and the Bears ran it inside the five-yard line, um, and that's where we got it from. You know, we kind of just all collaborated on that one offensively because if not, it was going to get real wordy. So we just said, you know what, let's call it apples. No, you know, let's call it or Nope, Philly special. So 
that's what we tagged it. Nick says that the Philly special really shows off the relationship between the two of you and the decision to go for it. How do you feel like that? Or what do you feel like it shows about the relationship that you have with Nick? I, I just think it, it shows the trust that, that we have as, as quarterbacks and, and um, the trust that they have in me to call that play, obviously, and um, the guys to execute it. And, you know, um, it was the right time, obviously, at the right moment. Um, and, uh, Obviously, it'll 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 be uh, a pretty pretty famous play. I think now talked about for a long time. Running back Corey Clement took the snap from Jason Kelsey, pitched it to Trey Burton, who threw the football to Nick Foles. Here is Corey Clement with his version of what happened. Uh, yeah, I tried to be a best the best actor on that play. Um, tried to act like I didn't know what Nick was doing as he was walking up the lane. So, uh, you know, it's, you got to sell the little things for, for the play to happen. And, uh, you know, I tried not to bottle the snap. Uh, I made sure I secured it before I even took off. And uh, once I put it in Trey's hand, it, it was his problem from then. So uh, he had to make it happen after that. I think it's pretty cool. It just shows you the type of trust we have within this, this organization. Um, just starting from even uh, allowing me to get the opportunity to come here and um, not just day one, it was special teams. That's where I started on. You know, Dave Fifth did an awesome job of making sure I was utilizing the best areas possible. So I, I thank him a lot. And, um, you know, just being able to celebrate this moment with my teammates, it's, uh, it's definitely something I'm always going to remember and uh, for years to come. And for Trey Burton, a former quarterback in college, their throw was pretty much simple. Make it clean and give Foles a chance to make the catch. Here is Trey Burton. Going back to that Philly special, I mean, you're going to live on in Philly lore forever because of that play. What was it like when you heard the play called in the huddle and you said, this is time, we got to do this? I just remember Foles calling it, and I just, like, I look up at him and, like, make eye contact with him. Like, all right, let's do it. And uh, didn't really think about it, you know, after that, just made the play and caught the ball and threw it and and that's the end of the story. Is there anything that you have to do to help sell the play? Are you lined up and you're kind of like, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, I don't want to give it away. I don't want to make it seem like a trick play. Are you trying to keep yourself composed from that standpoint? No, I mean, just with Foles motioning, you know, on, on the line of scrimmage and him not being back there, they're not expecting the ball to be snapped. And then when the ball snapped, they're all like panicking, like what's going on? And so, uh, and they obviously lost lost him. They weren't really paying attention to him. And, we, you would never expect a quarterback to run out for a pass. So, um, yeah, I did. I mean, all I had to do was throw it. That's it. It was perfect having a former college quarterback yeah. on the field at that time, right? Great. Yeah, man, for sure. At the same time, I've heard guys talking about practicing. Some of the throws were a little off mm-hmm. on your point. So were you doing anything to make sure, like, that this one was the perfect one? We completed every one. <laughs> there was no off. <laughs> I might have thrown it a little hard, but there was, we completed every single time. And then it was up to Foles to look the ball into his hands, make the catch, and celebrate appropriately. He did all of that on the way to winning Super Bowl MVP honors. Nick Foles following the Philly special. Yeah, I mean, that was something we've been working on and Doug and I were talking. I was like, let's just run it. Uh, It was a good time. And uh, the end was a little wider than I thought. So I was like, I really need to sell like I'm not doing anything. And uh, it worked. Trey made an amazing throw right on the money. I just looked it in. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, we've, worked, we've repped it for a while, so I was excited to get it uh, run and in the Super Bowl. And that will do it for this Eagles flashback and this Eagles Insider podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Thanks to Peter Kelly and Ray Doyle for putting it all together. 
Eagles insider Dave Spadaro saying thanks once again for joining us. We're back on Monday with more Lane Johnson one-on-one. Everyone, have a safe and healthy holiday weekend. If you have a chance to give us a review on the Apple Podcasts, a five-star rating is always welcome. Thanks again, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day and fly, Eagles, fly. G-A-T-L!